0: Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with people who know Vegas. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
1: Welcome to Vegas. Great music is always around this town if you know where to look. Headliners on the strip are always available, and you often pick your favorites far ahead of your visit if you're from out of town. But the locals also know that if you do your homework, there are others around Las Vegas that are well worth the time to see. And you're going to meet two of those great local stars today. Up first, if you like jazz music, especially standards from the Great American Songbook, then you'll love Jonathan Courant. Jonathan is an amazing song stylist and an entertainer of star quality. Later in the show, Kent Foote of the Vegas Goodfellas, a true show band who bring back the days of the real lounge era, joins us to tell us about his incredible rise to fame.
2: It's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good.
1: Entertainment is back in Vegas. We're excited about that. Great jazz music coming. Jonathan Caron, a great jazz singer, is going to be out again in June. June 25th, Friday night. And it's a tribute to Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley. There's an album we're going to talk to Jonathan about that they put out before and what we can expect to see. But just so you know, it's June 25th. That's a Friday night, 730 at the Summerlin Library Theater. And in fact, Jonathan is just coming off a few dates over at uh, at that same theater. Jonathan, first of all, welcome to the show. Nancy Wilson and Cannonball Adderley, what a great duo.
2: Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's nice to speak with you. Yes, I, I actually um, was uh, privileged enough to meet Nancy, hang out with her at her home, and uh, she's given me some of her musical charts, uh, and I'm just excited. That's one of one of my favorite albums, and I do the show with a great saxophonist here in town, Charles McNeil. Uh, he he takes we don't imitate anything; we put our own stamp on it. But um, he does the tribute side that's more towards Cannonball, and I do. Uh, some of the songs we do most of the songs off of the album that they did together.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. Nancy
1: Wilson's great, and she's she's sort of underappreciated. You know, I mean, the real jazz fans uh, can really appreciate it, but people need to hear some of her stuff. And it's great to go hear a couple of great musicians like like you guys because Vegas is just loaded with some great people. But it, it's got to be it's an exciting thing to hear kind of music that maybe uh, you don't hear much anymore. But boy, we miss it
2: yeah definitely well I'm just I'm happy to uh, tribute her um, and and the album and yeah you're right. she is a little uh, underappreciated I think you know when I talk to singers though singers most singers are hip to her, and she was really a, a singer singer singers really appreciate her her phrasing her dynamics I mean, and everybody I know that knew her and of course, I got to know her, just an elegant, sweet woman in, in every way, a lady, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's, this is an exciting time for you. You just released an album that the critics love, and apparently so do the uh, the fans out there. It's called Shadows Fall, and you got a couple of great things right off the top, right? Uh, some iTunes ratings that were very high. Yes, and-
2: we're number, number four on the iTunes jazz charts and number two on the American community radio charts, which is like stations like NPR and things like that.
1: We're really excited to have you on. We're going to talk more about the album, but I want to talk about you. First of all, you're a guy that grew up in the Ozarks, right? Now, people don't associate jazz music with the Ozarks. They go, my God, how did he get into that? Until I looked at your family, and it seems like you grew up in a family that just loved music, art, and so forth.
2: Yes, I I really did, and and they turned me on to a lot of... um, they they weren't real jazz buffs, but they listened to a lot of the great American songbook. You know, a lot of Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, Judy Garland, um, Shirley Bassey, just different people who were singing. You know, great American song. Irving Berlin, Tony Bennett, uh, Cole Porter, Duke Ellington. So I I did get to know a lot of the standards, and then then I kind of took it deeper on my own uh, and. And dug people up like Carmen McRae and Mel Torme and, and just kind of re- did a lot of research on my own, digging different artists up that really ended up being, you know, teachers to me in a way, because as a young age, I was listening to them and learning from them a lot.
1: Yeah, there was no doubt you were going to do this for a living, right? I mean, from really like your mom says you started singing from the time you were born and you look at it and you, you knew right away, right? I mean, there was no question I, what you were going to do.
2: I think by age 6 I, I pretty much knew I was I was going to go for show business. Yeah.
1: We're we're glad you did. And I've heard you compared to Mel Tormé, which I think gosh, Mel Tormé music is so great and and we we don't want to lose this music. You know, you talk about the great standards and you can tell people still that's not going away because when I see some of the rock heroes I grew up with, they all want to sing this eventually. Rod Stewart. Exactly. <laughs> and,
2: yeah, James Taylor just released uh, an album of standards. So it's being preserved. Look look what Lady Gaga did.
1: Yeah. And do you think it's because the, the music was just so great and and it it kind of defies time because it goes from generation to generation and people still love it. You know, even they're listening to other things, but that doesn't go away.
2: I think it's part of I really I believe it's American poetry. These songs that they they're they've become so familiar. They're like apple, you know, as American as apple pie. And um I think they, people think of them more than just a song. It's, it takes them to a memory. It makes them think of a certain family member or a loved one. Or, so, and I think that artists that have great integrity uh, uh, for all styles of music, like let's say Lady Gaga for, some, for, for one reason, or for one example, excuse me, um, I think that she realizes that this material is so well-written that it really gives a, a musician or a singer something to really sink their teeth into. And um, even though it's written by someone else, you can almost take it and, and create your own little movie out of it. You know, yeah. There's such storytelling that I think you can really put your own stamp on it. Like the songs on this album, Shadows Fall, that was just released, Yes, they were all written by an array of different writers, but you know, at the at the end of the recording, I to me it feels like mine because, because we put our own stamp on it, you know.
1: Exactly. And you know, and that's what's interesting about this music. Uh, people love the Great American Songbook, and of course, like you say, it's been done by all the greats, whether it's Sinatra, some of the people you mentioned before. But I guess it's really an opportunity for your for you to take some of these songs on and kind of make them your own and, and yet not lose the uh, the greatness of these songs, but instead put your own little stamp on it. That's got to be uh, uh, both a challenge and a lot of fun, I would think.
2: It is a challenge because I don't want to record something and have it be just like something that's already been. You know, if I'm going to re-record something, I want to give it my own feeling, my own arrangement my own emotion so it is a challenge because some of these songs have been re-recorded so many times that it's like well if i'm going to do it how can i bring bring myself into it so i love that as an artist being able to to have that challenge and and feel like i've contributed something new to it
1: back with more from singer and entertainer jonathan Carant in just a moment just a reminder please visit vegas never sleeps online for the very best in las vegas it's vegasneversleeps.com and for great sports it is sports racx which is available on radio stations nationwide and wherever you listen to podcasts that's sports racx that's short for sports rock and tours Later today on Sports Rockin' Tours, you'll meet Denny McClain, the last major league pitcher to win 30 games in a season. He's had a fascinating career with many ups and downs, and Denny will share his life story with candor and humor. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network. <laughs>
0: Come on, let's go to Vegas. Support Vegas Never Sleeps on Patreon for exclusive ad-free content, prizes, drawings, and fun starting at just five bucks. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Pack your bags and get ready because you're going to Vegas. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Come on, let's go to Vegas.
1: Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Or more at elearning.epsilonxr.com.
0: If you love great sound, you'll love Oolte Speakers introducing their new sports action line created especially for water sports meet troy one of the idea guys when you combine the tech along with these killer new designs having it by the pool at home or by the hotel can't go wrong be seen be heard go to the that's t-h-e-o-o-n-t-z.com Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
1: You are listening to Jonathan Courant, a great interpreter of song, a storyteller, and a singer who brings music and lyrics alive. You're simply
2: the best, better than all the rest, better than anyone, anyone I've ever
0: and I'm stuck on your heart I hang on every word that you're saying Don't tear us apart Oh, I would rather be dead Each time you leave me I'll start losing control You run away
2: with my heart and my soul
0: I can't feel you even when
1: As I said before, the critics love you, and this is one of the best quotes I've ever read where Jazz Corner said that your voice is romantic without being coined and it, warm but not forced. And I, I know ex- I can kind of imagine that because I saw a lot of people read uh, sing those songs and, and kind of drip is so drippy to it that it, it sounds like everybody else. And you don't do that. And in fact, this is you sing the standards with an emotional weight that makes it seem as if uh, he'd written the songs himself. So I'm thinking that's kind of what you're shooting for, right? I mean, is, is to do exactly that. Definitely, it's great stuff. You know, you mentioned uh, the, the the next concert where you're going to uh, tribute to Nancy Wilson and Cannibal Adderley, but uh, p- apparently that's something you like to do. I saw you did a uh, probably did the proclamation of Diane Shore Day down in Palm Springs. It's got to be fun.
2: Yeah, Diane's a good friend of mine, and uh, they asked me to go down there and honor her with with that award, uh, Palm Springs does a women's jazz festival every September or sometime in the, in the early fall. And I was of course, happy to do that for her. And I talked to her on the phone about once a month and we just catch up and have fun. And when she comes to see me, I always drag her up on stage. And when I go to see her, she always drags me up on stage. So (laughs) hopefully in the future, um, I hope to record a a song with her, a single with her. Well, that'd be great.
1: Well, you live in a great spot, kind of have a really nice place to uh, share your craft, I guess, uh, that's relatively close to home.
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, Vegas is a great place to be based, and having lived in San Diego before, which has a thriving uh, music community, I go back there to perform, L.A., anywhere up and down. I mean, before COVID, I was on the coast of California somewhere at least once a month, and then usually a couple times a year I would do a more extensive tour where I went to the East Coast or the Midwest or or, or wherever. But Vegas has a, a lot of, so many wonderful venues, and it's great that the libraries even, I, I don't know another city that libraries have these phenomenal performing arts theaters attached to them, and several of ours do. So yeah. it's just another place. Also, it's a place... They do a lot of cultural things usually at these theaters, um, but it's also a place for locals to go to. They don't have to go to the strip, and they can go see a show that maybe doesn't have all the glitz and glamour of a of a Vegas show, which that's all great too. But it's it's another flavor of something going on here, which is wonderful for locals to uh, to have that.
1: Yeah, well, and we always try to tell people because. Uh, we're on both in Las Vegas and across the country in different cities and so forth. And we try to tell people when you're visiting, you know, and you're, you're going to be looking at those shows on the strip and so forth, but you do want to check the libraries in the Smith Center and so forth, because it can really give you a kind of a well-rounded uh, appeal of different styles of music and so forth. There's really a lot of talent in this town. And I noticed on Shadow Falls, and let's get into that, it's called Shadows Fall. It's a great album. It's not just you. It's you and then the pianist Joshua White. You guys seem to really uh, work well together. Was this something you wanted to do with him for a while?
2: It is. You know, it's kind of in the vein of, of the Tony Bennett, Bill Evans albums. Theirs was so popular that they did two albums together, which were just piano vocal. And then Ella Fitzgerald did one with Joe Pest, the famous guitarist, and that was so popular that they ended up doing a second volume. I think when you do an album... That stripped down like that, with a with a musician that you really click click with, and Joshua White and I have a musical synergy. I've probably worked with him more than any pianist that I've worked with. Um, he's based in L.A., uh, but whenever I'm in California, you know, I do. He just came out here to do the two album release shows last week, and um, I think when you do an album with somebody that you really jive with like that, and it's stripped down. I think the listener gets to know the performer in a different way because there's nothing to hide behind it. It's very honest. It's very vulnerable in a way. So I think the listener really hears another side of the, the artists.
1: Yeah. And I think the two of you work together, you like each other and it just clicks and there's a lot to that, right? Because when, when, you're up there and you're having fun with each other and so forth, people can get excited about it. I mean, it's one of those things it can make a night really special because you guys can improvise as is needed.
2: Totally. And that's one reason. I mean, I love working with Joshua and like I said, we've worked a lot together, but I could tell that the audience, their reaction of the two of us together was so great that, um, I realized, Oh, well we should, We should put this down and and put it out because look what look how people respond to us together. So
1: absolutely. It's been a difficult time with the pandemic and so forth. Did that give you some time to get back into the studio and kind of play around with some different things? I mean, you try to make the best thing out of a miserable situation.
2: Right. I mean, it did. I I had some blessings during the, the 2020 year. But this album I actually recorded we recorded it before and it was in the mixing and mastering process when COVID hit. And I thought, ooh, I don't want to release this until things are look looking a little better because we're going on to Palm Springs next week to to promote the album with a show at an amphitheater there. And then in July July tenth we'll be in San Diego performing and I think we're gonna do a date in LA as well now that they're starting to book Feinsteins again. But um, I also did, en- I did get in the studio, I released two singles in 2020, one that's like a soul jazz cover of uh, Etta James' I'd Rather Go Blind, and then we took Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You, mm-hmm. and we were the first ones to do a vocal jazz version of that, and it swings, and it's so fun, and... um It's a lot of fun. I I love the way it came out. So I was able to release those two things. And then I I almost have another album in the bag, too, that I did while I was doing those. And it's got a duet with Jane Monheit on it. And there's 10 songs on that one. I might go in and do one more song uh, for it. And I'm not sure when I'll release that because, of course, I've just released this one, but...
1: More with jazz singer Jonathan Courant in a few moments. Don't forget to follow Sports Rockin' Tours, which now follows this show on most of these stations. You can also visit Sports R-A-C-X wherever you listen to podcasts. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do, and I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas, but by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the Talk Media Network.
0: Hey, I'm Michael Shapiro from Reckless in Vegas, and you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Let's go to
2: Vegas, baby. Let's Let's go tonight. Let's go to Vegas.
0: Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
1: You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps. We are chatting with singer Jonathan Caron, who the critics describe as someone who paints a picture, presents a mood, and captivates a room through song.
2: He saw his woman take another man, so he the ladder, steals the stars in the sky, puts on Sinatra and starts to cry. On and on, he just keeps on
0: trying. And it smiles when it feels like crying and on and on, on and on, on and on. You know, putting
1: together albums is sort of a lost art now. Everything is on YouTube or on, you know, putting singles on iTunes, whatever it is. And the album is such an important part, and that's where I think it just. Goes well with jazz. You think of the great Sinatra stuff, and you know people doing a duet with Jane Monheit. It has to be really kind of fun for you, right? Because you again, it's another chance to really be creative.
2: Yeah, totally. And you know, I, I know a lot of people are just doing singles, and I've put out three singles. Um, but when you do when you do a full body of work, it, it really I don't know. It says something more, I think, and it, and it. It speaks volumes, and it's a whole body of work that things slide together. You know, you, it's just it's a it becomes more of a story there of, of what you're trying to get across. But I, I'm kind of a tr- traditionalist, I guess, and um, so I I'm going to continue to put both singles, but also albums out.
1: Yeah, and I love it because I got a feel for your your music with this. That's why Shadows Fall people will love this because you know you got some of the classic standards. You have Lush Life and uh, So in Love and so forth. But then you, you've got some little things that are uh, don't typically go on these type of uh, jazz compilations like Simply the Best, right? You know, and people like to hear that because I think that that's something that's kind of fun. If you can kind of move around your genre, I mean, you're definitely a great jazz singer, but when you can kind of go into some of those other areas, again, it's bringing your style to a different, uh, to a different genre. And I think it's just a lot of fun.
2: It is a lot of fun. And taking, I mean, as long as this, the song has a good, good backbone, it has a great melody. It was well-written. The lyrics are good. They tell a good story. Then I'm, you know, if I, I can put my twist on it, I'm happy to take a song from any error and, and do so. And I, and I think it's important to do that because the listener, you know, does, might not be familiar with a song from the 40s or, or 50s or whatever. But taking this, like Simply the Best, Tina Turner's rock song, and turning it into a jazz waltz, um, it's very heartfelt. I, I mean, I remember playing in Mexico last year before the pandemic and I was doing an animal song uh, but I was doing it slower mm. and you know again with a jazz trio and it had a different vibe to it and a woman came up after up, up to me after the show and said wow I've heard that I, I used to rock out <laughs> to that song you know st- on barstools in the clubs, but uh. I don't really want to rock out anymore and the way you did it was beautiful and I finally, after hearing it so many times, just got what the song is all about. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, I think it's great for
1: people that grew up with that, too, because we want to hear different uh, things. And especially when you talk about rock music, that is lost. I mean, it's an honest thing. And boy, it's like, wow, that song has a different meaning than what I thought. I think that's really cool. Well, let's tell people, okay, first of all, Shadows Fall, what's the best way to uh, to get a copy of it?
2: Well to find any information about me, uh, you can go to my website which is which is J O N A T H A N, K A R R A N T j o n a t h a n k a r r a n t.com or you can follow me on social media all the platforms I'm I'm on them and it's just my name to look for, but you can also go to iTunes or Spotify or Amazon or Pandora or any of those things to find any digital music platforms to find my albums.
1: So we're definitely going to do that. And let's remind people one more time, if they're coming out to Vegas on June 25th, if you live in Vegas, it's even better, Friday night uh, at the Summerlin Library Theater, and that's a great place. I think people will be really surprised, 7.30. How do we get tickets to that, Jonathan?
2: Well, my last show there was ticketed, but this show uh, actually... Is funded by the government, so it's a, or by the county, so it's a gift to Vegas. It's a free show.
1: Wow. Well, that's even better. That's terrific. Right. 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 So you can go see the show, and then, of course, that money you would have spent, go get the album, because you'll want to relive this o- over and over.
2: Hey, John- exactly. Please do.
1: <laughs> hey, Jonathan, thanks a lot. Really enjoyed
2: talking with you today. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Come on, let's go to Vegas. Support Vegas Never Sleeps on Patreon for exclusive ad-free content, prizes, drawings, and fun starting at just five bucks. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Patreon.com slash Vegas Never Sleeps. Pack your bags and get ready because you're going to Vegas. Go to patreon.com slash Vegas Never Come on, let's go to Vegas
1: let's change the music now to the sound of a singer that prides his musical group as the band you want to party with
4: hi everybody we're so glad to be here
1: but you know we're glad to be anywhere you ready Who ever had one of those dreams, you know, where you go like to a baseball game and suddenly the starting pitcher gets hurt and they go, gee, is there somebody from the stands that can come in and they go right on the field and you become a superstar? <laughs> well, we have one of those wonderful stories today. We have Kent Foote. He is the leader of the band, the Vegas Goodfellas, which is a lot of fun. We're going to tell you all about that. They play over at the Rampart, among other places. But he had this very experience a little later in his career. And we're going to tell you he had a long and varied career. But Kent, that actually happened to you, right, where they, you asked them to play a song. And they said, well, if you sing it, we'll play it. And then all of a sudden they said, hey, Let's keep this going. Kind of tell us about what happened there.
4: It was one night we decided to go to Ferraro's restaurant when it was on Jones. And a gentleman by the name of Paul Stevenson was playing the piano, and we'd been in there several times. And uh, I was with another partner in a development company, and I walked up and put a tip in the tip jar and asked him if he would play Come Fly with me. And he said, if you'll sing it, I'll play it. I don't know all the words. <laughs> so I got up and did the song with him, and uh, he asked me to stay and play another couple songs with him, and it just started from there.
1: That's amazing. You know? And that's a tough one, too, because the, so Sinatra has, such, has put such a trademark on that song. you got to really uh, sell it to, to make that work. Well, Sinatra was the best. He <laughs> told a story with every song. Your mom kind of knew. At the age of five, she gets you in to uh, start you with piano lessons. You end up going to a conservatory. And I guess you were a natural because they – so I understand that they gave a test and you had to get a certain point, like 80 percent or something. And your talent level was at 98 percent. And this was really as a teenager, right? I was eight years old. Oh, my God. Really? So – Was it just something you just took to? I mean, was it something you had to work really hard at, or was it one of those things that you were just born to do? I just had a love for music, and I think a lot of it was
4: just bred into me. You know, uh, there's a few musicians that came from my family, and I think that, you know, sometimes genetically
1: it gets passed along. More with Kent Foote, leader of the Vegas Goodfellas, in just a moment. Have your collectibles taken over your house? Well, maybe it's time for those treasures to find a new home. place to go is Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads, where they are always buying. If you've collected it, there's a good chance they'll buy it. No collections are too large or too small. Call Baseball Cards and Bobbleheads at 310-534-4180 or text them pictures of your collection. That number again is 310 310- 534 Five three four four one eight zero. Make sure to listen to Sports Rock, and Tours, which follows Vegas Never Sleeps in most markets. If your station doesn't carry it, call them and ask them to carry Sports Rock, and Tours. And in the meantime, go to Sports RACX wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports RACX. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the Talk Media Network.
0: You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
1: Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps. You are listening to singer Kent Foote, whose band, the Vegas Goodfellas, have appeared at the Hard Rock, Mandalay Bay, the Monte Carlo, Caesar's Palace, Treasure Island, the Riviera, and more. Thanks The group was called Body, Mind, and Soul, right? Yes. And you guys ended up opening for some big hitters. Uh, What, you had uh, the Beach Boys, the Birds, I mean, the Everly
4: Brothers? These were big names. We actually went to a picnic with the Everly Brothers. They were great guys. Really? Had a bass player by the name of Joey Page. It was just so good and had so much personality.
1: And, you know, by hanging out with those guys, did that kind of determine that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life?
4: Honestly, we were so young and
1: starstruck at that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the Beach Boys, that must have been something. I mean, th- that was a major group of the 1960s. They and, were. In the 70s and 80s and what have you. And I was fortunate
4: because I met the original Beach Boys with Dennis before he had passed away, Brian. They were all there.
1: And that's all different types of music. Did, did those interactions and the stuff you were playing at that time – even today, it seems like you do so many ty- different types of music. Was that something that you kind of got used to that you didn't get into one particular, like folk rock or anything? You're
4: kind of across the board? Yeah, we went across the board with the Rolling Stones and a lot of the Beatles, and which we still do. I mean, and I'm sure it's because of my roots. But uh, uh, Along with our original material, we, we would mix that in, you know, because it's really hard to go play a night of original material because nobody
1: knows. Right. It. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. There is a certain limitation to what you can do, right? Because people, I mean, I know even when big groups go out and they're trying to sell a new album, they can only do so much of that because people want to hear what they want to hear, what they're familiar with.
4: It's, that's very true. Uh I don't know if you know or not, and you probably do, but the Beatles and the Rolling Stones were basically cover bands when they first started. They were doing Chuck Berry, they were doing, you know, all of those, and they started to infiltrate, and even Mick Jagger said, if we're going to be a big deal, we have to start writing some of our own material, but I think a lot of them started with cover songs and then mixed it in. So.
1: Did you do any writing or anything like that? Do you do any of that kind of thing?
4: Yeah, we had uh, back in the day we'd written about six original songs that we were getting ready to put like, put on an album.
1: And those what is that process like? I'm fascinated by it cuz I just it's it's so out of my talent list. How do you do that? I mean, it just does it just come to you or or is it something you have to have a collaborative type of thing? A lot of it was collaborative. Some of
4: it uh, I did myself and then, uh Gentleman by the name of Don Clegg uh, was also a lead singer and a guitar player in the band, and we collaborated on some things. And uh, the recording deal was so much different, was so much different then than it is now, because this was with all the petitions, a microphone at every speaker, you know, it was, and then you just laid it down in two tracks. You did the music, and then you played it back through a monitor and laid down the voice.
1: Well, let's talk about that great day when you walked into the restaurant, Ferraro's, and you did that. And that kind of became a whole other thing. You worked with Paul. How did the group come together, the Vegas Goodfellas, which are a fun group? Well, Paul and I uh,
4: accepted a gig at a place called Lucio's. And uh, we started doing a Friday night jam session. And it was kind of interesting. Norm Clark here in town on the day of our first show, and we weren't accomplished at all. You know, it was just a put-together band for that night, see how it went. We had a core band, and then we'd have people sit in. And uh, after seeing it, Norm put it in the review journal that it's a must-see, that you should come and see these guys. And, but it gave us an opportunity that each night, each Friday night that we did it, there may be a different bass player. There may be a different guitar player a different horn player. But it gave Paul and I an opportunity to observe all of the talent around town. And that's how we ended up with a band that was approximately eight years ago. Uh, it was in a February, so I think it was probably eight
1: years this month. Yeah, wow. And that, yeah, it is cool, because in this type of town, you can find such great talent, right, if you're just patient. Everybody comes through here, or a lot of them yeah.
4: do. And a big deal with Norm was, uh, when he put it in the paper, I showed up for the gig that night, and they had stanchions
1: with red carpet. The place was full. David Brenner, the late, great comic, was really one of the guys that really encouraged you. He thought that uh, this group was really something. He came into Ferraro several times. <clears throat> Excuse
4: me. Uh, He'd sit up in the back. It was so probably not to draw a lot of attention, but uh, he always made it a point to come down and put a $100 bill in the tip jar. The last time we saw him, he came down, he put $100 in the tip jar, and he said, you know, you guys bring back the feel of old Las Vegas. We were doing a lot of Franks and Otter Dean Martin material. And he said we were dressed in black suits, red uh, tie, white shirt, And he said, and besides that, you guys look like a couple of Vegas Goodfellas, and thus the name.
1: You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps, and we're speaking to Kent Foote of the Vegas Goodfellas. Well, let's talk about some of the music you play, because you said like Sinatra, I know Bobby Gara and that kind of stuff. But you also do that rock and roll that you grew up with and you love, right? Like the Beatles and such? Absolutely. And it, is that always a hit? And, I mean, what's your favorites on that? What are the things that you really enjoy doing that when people come to see you are going to look forward to? Our band is a
4: little different. We, we bring back the idea of the old Vegas show bands. And so they're parodies. We don't try to be anybody. Right. But we might throw on the hats or a scarf or do a Mick Jagger get up or whatever. And it gets a crowd involved. And we get down and, you know, uh, get involved with them. And the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, Joe Cocker, Tom Jones, you know, we we cover all of
1: it. All different types of music, but all music that people really enjoy, too. I mean, you know, nobody would confuse Tom Jones necessarily with the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, but he was a a heck of a musician, especially in those early days. They were all, all those guys were guests on his show. They were,
4: and uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, when Tom Jones played Caesar's Palace, was the highest-paid entertainer in Las Vegas.
1: No, I didn't realize it. I know there was always that thing where some of the ladies in the audience would go a little crazy and throw up hotel keys and <laughs> <laughs> what have you, uh, which he used to just laugh at. But uh, I've seen him
4: several times in
1: concert, and the guy's voice is just amazing. So you've been around here a lot, and you like to look for these type of things. Any of the newcomers that are out here, that people like that you, boy, I mean, you're going to go out and see when they come in town. Oh, there's
4: some good shows in town right now. The Bronx Wanderers, I understand, are outstanding. Uh, Serpentine Fire. There's some really good bands in Las Vegas. You just have to monitor and find them.
1: Yeah, well, I guess, again, a lot of musicians uh, love it. here. Now, you've been here, you said, 20 years, is that right? Yes. You like living here? I mean, it seems like it really agrees with you. We like Las Vegas. We sold a business in Utah Uh,
4: about 20 years ago and decided we would we were looking for a warmer climate so we came to uh, to Las Vegas friend that was involved in the business came to Las Vegas and uh, our original plan was only to
1: stay maybe for a few years but we fell in love and stayed well that's terrific we're glad you did now people can see you at the rampart but you don't just play the rampart right you play other places around town too yeah we we have a home base that's
4: Siena Tartoria. We're there every Thursday, and we've been there for six years. Uh, it's fairly short. The hours are fairly short, but it keeps, it keeps the activity alive. And then from that, the Rampart, the corporate gigs. Uh, I uh, got to work years ago on a Toys for Tots show that was at the Westgate, and what an honor to perform in the same place that Elvis
1: performed. No question about it. You know, we always talk about that's a great event. We're, we've been talking about it for the last few years. We really enjoy it. If people want to see you, they can certainly always see you, regardless of what the schedule is. On Thursdays, then where is that, and Cien- what time?
4: Siena Trattoria. Uh, we start at 8 o'clock. We end at 10. Uh, kind of in- interesting. We take one short break in the middle, and the whole night is music for that three hours.
1: So. Oh, that's great. And the, and the- 90,
4: 9500 West Sahara.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay, not too far from uh, the Strip, right? And uh, certainly worth looking at. Kent, thanks a lot. And if people want to find out more about you, uh, what's your website? TheVegasGoodfellas.com We will check that out, and we will check you out around town as well. Thanks for being with us, Kent. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Coming up next is Sports Rockin' Tours. If your local station doesn't carry it, go to Sports, R-A-C-X, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Sports R A C X is short for Sports Rock and Tours, and please follow both Vegas Never Sleeps and Sports Rock and Tours on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Manchie reminding you, Vegas Never Sleeps.
2: Oh, Vegas, here we go.